I was I was driving through I was driving in North Carolina, but we got diverted into South Carolina. A couple of friends of mine had had been going to South Carolina for like to see family over Christmas or something or for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And they had sent like during their road trip or like they were just like, we just came across this giant piece peach that looks like an ass. It's like a water tower and it's <laughs> and it's in, you know, bumfuck nowhere, South Carolina. And I yeah, was like, that's yeah. hilarious. And I was riding in the back seat because my brother was driving. And I was back there with my niece and my nephew just tending to them in the middle back seat scrunched together. And I turned my head. My nephew is asleep. Just sound asleep, like he's only like six month old baby. And I see that peach ass like directly (laughs) out my window and I just go, ah, and I point and the baby wakes up and starts screaming. And my brother's like, what the fuck, man? And then I was like, I'm just, there's a peach that looks like an ass out there. (laughs) Anyway. It's really important. Yeah, he didn't get it. It's fine. Well, uh, Kellen, you've joined us. I I like to do quick recommendations at the front of this show. I didn't have anything tonight to recommend in terms of movies or TV. I know Dustin sure doesn't. Um, But I had a podcast to recommend. You've been following my letterbox, haven't you? (laughs) Yes. um, And I came across this this podcast normally like I've, I'm, I'm usually i'm trying to listen to less podcasts you know but like if i come across some that do like the the mini series format pretty well so there's a lot of them on wondery and one of them is business wars i don't know if y'all have ever listened to that show before um so it, usually if like i see the subject i'm like oh this sounds cool i'll tune into this for the next five weeks they drop one every week or whatever and so there was three of them. Business Wars does really some really cool stuff. You know, Coke versus Pepsi and the whole history of like, you know, the, that rivalry and other shit. So um, the three I listened to that I wrote down, you know, um, were Vaccine Wars. So that was all about like the race to like make the COVID vaccine, all the different pharmaceutical companies. Uh, there was Taylor Swift versus Scooter Braun, that whole legal battle about like her master tracks. Um, just all, how that all went together. And uh, a really interesting one for people who like our show and for you guys, if you don't already know the story, you probably do. The late night wars between Letterman and Leno and that whole thing. I didn't know the particulars of that. I knew like broad strokes, like, you know, uh, NBC screwing over Letterman and all that stuff. But like, I didn't know exactly how it went down. And uh, anyway, mm. those are pretty cool. I like them. The, 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 the They do a really good job with like, people reading different parts or, you know, just their, their, their audio production is really good. So, um, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, I recommend business wars. I have, I do have a quick light recommendation. Oh, well, I'm yeah, a liar. So throw it in here. Okay. So, um, on Netflix, there's a documentary called traveling band and it's the, uh, Credence Clearwater revival documentary, um, live at Albert hall, uh, Royal Albert hall, whatever it is. Um, and so, um, I, I think ultimately I gave it like three and a half stars, so it's a light recommendation, but it's just really light viewing. And I think it's, it's fun. If you're already a CCR fan, um, you know, you'll get to see the entire, uh, set, which has never been 
released before. Um, and and it's sort of because the set itself is only like 40, 45 minutes, something like that. Um, they proceed it with some like history of the band and it's all narrated by Jeff Bridges. And oh. uh, so that's pretty that's pretty dope. And uh, there's some interviews with the band from that time. Nothing like modern where they're, you know, reflecting, which I think kind of holds the film back. But, um, you know, archival stuff that they get to pull from, you know, the band members. And um, and so if you're a fan of CCR like I am, uh, it's just fun to kind of watch and and you can even put it on in the background, like just listen to their live versions of their songs, which are remarkably like their studio versions. And um, and yeah, it's 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 a cool watch. I mean, you know, it's not going to like uh, break the mold or, you know, blow your mind, but it's it's fun, light viewing that you can have on in the background while you fold laundry or whatever. So I do recommend it. Callan, do you have anything that you like saw recently that you probably don't uh, wouldn't be able to discuss at length, but just eh, sure. So I'm kind of in a. I was th- I was thinking about it. I was like, what have I been watching? It, it we just happened to be ta- uh, talking about three movies that I've seen tonight, mm-hmm. and that's the bulk of what I have watched recently. Yeah, um, I go through phases of just rewatching shows. Um, the only thing new new that I'm watching is uh, Mythic Quest. Um, but I'm kind of running out of steam on it. The third season isn't really getting me, so it's not really as mm-hmm. good of a recommendation, I guess. So, um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the third season. I, I think my subscription ran out before I, before they had made it. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm so, so a mythic quest. Like I didn't, I never, I've never talked about it on the show because I, I didn't have much to say about it. Um, it was that except that it was solid, you know, but. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm yeah. just I don't really tell people about it because I'm not like, oh my god. Right, right. Um, yeah. maybe next time I'm on this, I'll be talking about the Last of Us show, which I'm very excited about. But oh, yeah, um, been seeing trailers yeah. for that. When is that supposed to drop? I think they had their premiere tonight, but not like a, a like a public premiere, like their like business side of things, like a screening or Friends something and like family. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I know it's soon. I think it's supposed to be the 13th. Of January. It, it currently sit, it's got 26 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right now, currently sitting in a 100%. Yeah. When's the official um, premiere day, Dustin? Do you know that? I, I, I don't. think it's the 13th. I think it's Friday. Okay. So by the time this, some, is, this is out, it'll be out. People could start watching it. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a big Craig Mazin fan. So, um, oh, uh, okay. he's, in, he's involved in that. Uh, I think Sunday, he's actually January a writer. 15th. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. 15th. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's a writer on the games too. So it's, it's oh, the closest okay. you can come to the talent who wrote the thing, writing the TV show. Um, I'm sure we talked about it way years ago, but I really loved uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. was really yeah. great. That's my recommendation before having seen it. All right, let's move on to the, the movie we're going to talk about tonight then uh, for this episode. Um, all right, we're going to talk about Smile. Yesterday, a patient in your care died brutally in front of you. I need to find an explanation for what happened. It's smiling at me. It's smiling at me. So I, I watched Smile because I saw that Dustin had watched Smile. And then... Yeah, we did not talk about this. I did not encourage you to watch Smile. <laughs> I simply... That's not what I simply, told me. <laughs> I simply noted that I had seen it. So I saw a letterbox from Dustin talking about yes. Smile. And I said, yes. oh, I had seen the trailer and I thought this looked interesting, but I was I was not going to like see it. 
and I didn't yeah. even know where you could see it. Um, and so when I saw the Dustin scene, I'm like, well, it's somewhere in a, you know, Paramount plus. Um, and then th- over the weekend, we recently had, my daughter had a, uh, a sleepover, her first sleepover. So I had a bunch of kids in my house. So you made them all watch smile. <laughs> I had a bunch of other people, other, other, I had a bunch of other people's kids in my house and they were watching turning red on my TV. And so my wife and I were just out here, um, in my office and we were like, cause Nine-year-olds are kind of like old enough to where you're going to keep your distance, but they're not old enough to where you can just leave them out in like a main living room. So yeah. we're sitting out here. She's doing whatever she's doing. I was like, I'm going to watch a horror movie. Like I'm, I'm not going to sit here for two hours and just like Google stuff. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to watch Smile. And um, <laughs> so uh, Kellen at, at a certain point is asking us if we're going to play video games or something. And, or something like that. I don't know. You said something. And I was like, well, I'm about to watch Smile. And you're like, oh, maybe I'll watch Smile. <laughs> so <laughs> Kellen and I semi-watched the movie at about the same time. I kept having to stop and do other stuff. But um, <laughs> it was just, uh, it was a really weird experience. Half the time, like uh, one of the kids would pop up into this doorway and like ask for something. And one of them was like, was like during one of like the kitchen scenes. I was like, Jesus. Like, <laughs> um, and that's also my kitchen right there. So I was just like, oh. Um, and, uh, and then eventually we stopped and I had to move into there and go on my phone. It, that was a wild night, by the way, because they didn't go to bed until like five in the morning, uh, those kids. So I was exhausted because of that. But, uh, I have to admit this, this is one of those movies where like, there's enough imagery in here that like kind of messes with like my, my nighttime sleeps a little bit. I guess that's mostly my review. I didn't even talk about the movie. The movie is written and directed by a person. I like that your review was, my daughter had a sleepover, so I watched this in pieces. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what happened. Um, Parker Finn is the writer-director here. Um, It's based on his own short film, Laura Hasn't Slept. Connor Hasn't Slept. Um, And it stars Sosie Bacon, who I didn't even... Of course, when you say her name, like, oh, it's Kevin Bacon. You know, it's that. I didn't even know who that was. I was like, Kevin Bacon had offspring. Oh, he's got like several. So Bacon's the star of the movie. And uh, this is a is this this isn't a Blumhouse movie, is it? It feels like one. It feels like one. It feels like one. Yeah, We'll talk about that for sure. So anyway, this movie uh, was based on a short film and they were going to make this a Paramount Plus movie. It was going to be an original release for the streaming service. And then it had really good test screenings. So Paramount was like, theaters. And yeah. they premiered it at Fantastic Fest in September. And it just, it did really well. Um, so this is a movie. Um, well, geez, I'll, how about this? We'll talk about the plot. But I want to give us to get our quick scores real quick, because I want to talk about the entire story. So... Uh, but if for just for quick notes, it's a curse movie, something that, you know, there, there's bad things happening now it's happening to our main character and the main character has to figure out how to break the break cycle. The yeah. yeah. Um, I recommend it if you're going to, you know, if you're into this sort of thing, it's on Paramount plus, if you've got Paramount plus, I recommend it. I would say, you know, in terms of like, yes or no, watch it. Yeah. Yeah, watch it. I think it's worth seeing. But uh, we'll talk about exactly why or why not. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Dustin. <laughs> I started I started this this chain here, this 
curse. Um, <laughs> uh, I I gave it four stars. I mean, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't, I don't think it was um, like super original or groundbreaking, but I, I had a I had a good time with it. And um, I do think there are some things that could be improved for sure, um, but nothing that that you know, breaks my, uh, my attention to it. So I was entertained and, uh, and had a good time with it. So, um, we can talk more about, you know, why specifically I resonated with it or, or whatever, but, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think, I think Kellen probably enjoyed it the least of all of us. Um, so I'm going to let Kellen, uh, you know, chip in here. Um, yeah, I'll just start. I, I'll probably give it like a two and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's really weird. Um, I watch a lot of horror for someone who generally thinks it's all trash. Um, <laughs> like it's really hard for for a horror movie to kind of stand above the 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 just baseline pooness of it. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, that's why I really was excited. You know, Ari Aster's uh, Hereditary, one of the best horror movies I've ever seen, just based on how much it messed me up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Midsummer was a little bit of a step backwards kind of thing. So this movie, the fact that while I was watching it, um, Connor was saying that he was watching it at the same time as me and he was having to pause. I, I didn't realize that. So I was like, oh, Connor started this like 40 minutes before me. So I was texting him about stuff that had happened and he was like, that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, um, no. So one of the yeah. things that I, I kept said, having I was to, like, like make popcorn and find people food and stuff. <laughs> I like at one point I texted him. I was like, this is just it follows. Like, I know you said right. curse movies. So that's it is a genre, yeah. but it it's almost to a T kind of the same thing. But but I think it follows had the um, the benefit of uh, the curse being something that slowly followed you. That concept was really cool. And this one was like, it can just show up whenever it's convenient for scaring you. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it also shared a lot. of. I know they were probably in development at the same time, but. Um, oh God, what was that Justin Long one that just came? Uh, Barbarian. Yeah, the yep. it shared some similar visuals to Barbarian as far as like the big bad, the monster kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, and I just I I don't know I laughed more than anything. Um. Yeah. You know, and spoiler alert. She gives him a her nephew a dead cat for his birthday, and yep. I laughed out loud it was <laughs> so hilarious like yeah anyway um so i'm a curmudgeon and uh i don't tend to watch enough or i don't tend to see horror movies that make me go like i'm glad i watched that it's always like all right that was two hours okay everybody yeah. loved barbarian and i didn't really like it all that much either so i never saw barbarian and i never saw it follows either because i'm also not a horror movie person like i i i also think they're mostly all trash and it's like the ones that i watch are the ones that are easily accessible that i hear a lot of people talking about and um or or i just end up super bored like as was the case with this it was like i i told i told hooper last episode i think that like i'd been going through this dry spell where i was like everything i watch sucks and I hate everything. And so I started like watching me. Breaking Bad because, I, yeah, I started rewatching Breaking Bad because I was like, at least this is good. And like, I watched the first five episodes or whatever. But, but, um, 
but this was like during that time where I was just like, I'm just going to throw this on. I don't know. I don't, I've never heard of this movie. I'm just going to see what this is about because it's on the homepage of Paramount Plus. And um, and so I don't know. I had like no preconceived notions, hadn't watched a trailer, had no idea what this was about. Just kind of put it on um, for me. I think this stood above some of the ones that I've seen more recently, like the black phone, which was garbage. And to me, I think it felt like it had something to say. And like, granted, I think, uh, and this is what I put in my letterbox review too. I think the conversation that it inserts itself into is too big for a film to handle like this, um, of, you know, generational trauma and, you know, uh, how, PTSD um, spreads from person to person. And uh, when you are traumatized, you're more likely to traumatize. And, you know, these, these are like big um, uh, psychological things that uh, are, are, you know, I give the movie points for grasping at them, even if it can't fully uh, explore them, because I think just the nature of of horror movies won't allow them to be explored properly. Um, because like more than most other genres, horror, horror, the horror genre is an unchanging beast. Like you have to have an escalation and then you have to have, you know, the big bad at the end and you have to have like these things that are just like, you know, oh, of course it's going to go here. And so it kind of ruins the thing of it. So, um, towards the end of this, and this is full spoilers, you know, whatever we, we, we've been talking about this. So, um, by the end of the film, when the big bad pops out by that point, the, the, the point had been made to me. And so, um, that's when the conversation stopped and when it started just being a horror movie. And that's where it completely lost me because, it's just at that point, like now we're big and scary. Ooh. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's where like it, it, as much as I was enjoying the film, um, and, and, and there are still things that I would change about the first, you know, uh, three quarters of the film. Um, but the, but that last quarter was just like, huh, this is just a horror movie, isn't it? Um, and that, and that's really where it lost me. And especially like you see that effect where the thing like opens up her mouth to like crawl in the mouth. And I'm like, that looks fake. That looks dumb. And, um, and then the thing like rips its face off and it's got all the, all the mouths and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's a creature. Cool. Good for you. You designed a creature. And then, and then, um, and then the point at the end, which I think was like the, the, the period at the end of the sentence where she's going to uh, continue the cycle and the Kyle Gallner character is going to, you know, be the next cursed person. Um, yeah, by then it was like uh, the movie's already done for me. So this 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 punctuation mark doesn't quite work. And so I, I'll freely admit like that that last little chunk means nothing like by that point. Honestly, like you have the moment where she leaves the house after having seemingly defeated the thing and goes to Kyle Gallner's place. And and then it turns out like he, it's a it's a, a goofy spook again like that. That's where the movie should just end like, oh, it's a thing or or she just gets away and fine, whatever. I don't care. But like by that point, I was checked out. I was done. The movie was over as far as I was concerned. Um, 
because it already had a satisfying ending and whatever. Um, on the nose, predictable, sure, but satisfying nonetheless. Um, and and we can talk more about the the first you know three quarters of the film, but but that that last quarter for me was the quarter where I was like. Yeah, this is th- this is where we lose the conversation and start just being typical. So I was talking to my friend who's also seen it, and I and I was like, the monster at the, I said the monster at the end made me laugh. It just looked like some weird guy, um, and <laughs> and like you know, granted it was like long and gangly and stuff, which is why I said it reminded yeah. me of a um, barbarian. Which um, sorry for that spoiler, um, yeah. but uh, uh, the the reason why I was confused is because. You know, the the whole time it's a it's a amorphous evil entity, right? And it can yeah. uh, we didn't talk about actually what's going on in the movie. What it's uh, about? Yeah. So if well, you see someone, yeah. if you see someone murder themselves, uh, or sorry, commit suicide, um, uh, while they're uh, possessed by this spirit or whatever, uh, it will then creep its way into your life until it takes over you and makes you kill yourself. And pass it on. So what the the movie logic said is it it can look like anybody. It can look like someone you've never seen. It can look like somebody, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I thought like at the the, the climax of this movie, they were going to make it like they did make it look like her mother, who was kind of like a, you know, the main uh, trauma point in her life. But like the end depiction of the thing, I was like sitting there going like i'm trying to figure out who in this movie or who this is to her yeah it's yeah. just a, to Justin, it's just justin's a point it's just yeah. a guy it's just a guy yeah it's just, it's just a, a weird guy. guy who pulls his face off and then does yeah. spooky things or whatever yeah. and um that's it i don't know i just never i didn't jump scare i didn't startle i didn't get upset by anything i saw so to me that's the entire point of horror is to unsettle yourself and i was just like yeah. this is dumb i don't i'm not enjoying this yeah no, I I don't think I was unsettled by anything. There was a couple jump scares that I thought were effective for me, but like, yeah, I um, I I think it was I, I had the opposite reaction to the birthday party thing. I thought that was genuinely disturbing because like I, I you kind of expect like oh there's gonna be a creep here and uh, and oh here it is um so because again if you've seen one horror movie you've seen all of them but um but what it was i think i was looking at it look i just had my son's birthday party and <laughs> and i and i was looking at it like had this happened to him like you know like something super traumatic at his party not just the dead cat but then the woman screaming and you know like losing her mind and then falling through the the coffee table and cutting herself up it's like yeah that's that's genuinely upsetting to me uh, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I suppose I found it. Well, first of all, it was predictable because uh, yeah. the, by the way, the cast name was Mustache. Um, yes. It was predictable <laughs> because they, you know, what do you call it? Where uh, Dustin, you know, the term Connor, you know, like if you show a gun or whatever, like it's going to come back. Gun. Thank yeah. you. Check thank off, you. Check yeah. off some missing pet. Check off missing cat. cat. Yeah. And yeah. I was like. I wonder if she killed the cat. So I, yeah, I you know, no. I didn't know how they were going to work it in. But when, yeah. So anyway, what made me laugh was the kid, and it's not the kid, act, little child actor's fault. It was the the how it was written. The kid doesn't yeah. open the box and scream. He opens it and goes, "What?" 
and like pulls it out. And I'm like, I'm like, yes, thank you for properly framing the dead cat for me by doing something a child would never yes. do. Like, like it was so stupid. I don't right, know. right, 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 right. <laughs> uh. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess I, I do see your point there. I mean, I guess it would have been as effective and maybe more believable had he opened the box and just screamed, screamed, and the camera like cranes over it so yeah. that you see yeah. what it is. Exactly, you know, or or, he, or he's standing and drops the box because he's freaked out and the cat falls yeah. out. You know, but instead maybe. he hesitates. His parents go, "What is it? Pull it out, little buddy!" And he like yeah. goes, "Is a dead cat? Does this, this look like a dead cat to anybody?" <laughs> and like what <laughs> I would have done, uh, I would have had him look in the box, scream, throw the thing up. The thing twirls in the air, and then the cat fall. The cat like slides out of it and lands on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> just icing and feet like paws like land on people certain things in horror like do disturb me um the the trend that began with paranormal activity i don't know if it began with that but when i first started to notice it was like these subtle introductions of like bass into the mix that happen when like an entity is, you know, when something's yeah. happening, whenever yeah. I hear that, I'm like, oh shit. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Here it comes. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, so that's where I'm like, I just have been conditioned to like, oh, okay. I got it. I'm picking up on that. So, yeah. you know, like the, the, now the, the only, the scare that was the scariest in the movie, the scariest, not like the jumpiest, the scariest thing to me in the movie was the very first thing that she sees, which is like, well, not, not the person killing themselves. I mean, that was disturbing, but it's like, okay, this is, you know, the promise of the premise, but it was whatever was in her kitchen. It was the thing in the kitchen, like mm. the, the girl or whoever, I guess it was that actress again, like that girl in the kitchen. Yeah. I was like, yeah. cause you, you know, you can see, but you can't really see it. And I was like, oh, oh, that was like the, no, 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 no. I almost texted you. Like, I was just like, <laughs> my wife was like, what? I was Not like, doing this. I was like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. Um, so everything subsequent to that was not as You're scary. You're like, I got a bunch of girls in my kitchen right now. I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Pitter of little feet in his house. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. In this house, dude, like the, I, there, there's constantly like, like, you know, light footsteps running through my kitchen, you know, like, and I'm out here, like, and it's just like, you just hear, tick, 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 you know. And, and then, I'm home alone. And then the other thing, the other thing that was, that was, that's scary, um, that's, you know, was like, uh, the, um, the open bathroom door, like rose you know but that was almost yeah. funny but it began yeah. it began scary it was like you know you hear like the voice and you're like nope and then the ghost says like the, you know the next most disturbing thing you can say which is hey come here because then you're yeah. like no and so i'm <laughs> nope. i'm in bed nope. and i'm i'm saying i'm audibly going no 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 <laughs> um but i thought about it later as like the funniest thing you could have written for the entity to say in the dark, like yeah. Rose, hey, come here, come here. I got baseball cards. Come here. Yeah, want to see my stuff? But like, so there's there's things like that which is like you know I I don't like jumps. I don't give jump scares any points because all they're doing is exploiting your fight or flight. You know, so I don't as much as sure. like it might it might build really well. I don't yeah. need a a, a, gr a gross face in the frame screaming Rose at our character and having her fall over. I do. Yeah. I did like anytime there was like a fake security, you know, like, Oh, the security system. Like, are you alone in the house? Yes. Yes. Are you sure? I was like, <gasps> no! 
you know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, it can do this, but it never really progressed beyond that. Like that's, it, yeah. it, it did that and that was creepy, but then like the real cops show up and then, you or know, the real therapist. I really and, yeah. liked the therapist. I thought that was a cool little twist because that was creepy. Yeah. As soon as she talks and she looks at the, she looks at the entity and I was like, Oh, I wonder which one the fake one. For a second, I was like, I, it wasn't clear that that the therapist in front of her was not the real one because she's sort of yeah. shifting her seat, like, oh, who's on the phone? Yeah. But then, like midway through that shot, she just kind of gets still and kind of like, drops her expression a little bit, and then they cut back to Sosie Bacon, who's like, <gasps> so, like shaking and like dropping the phone, and that's when she just like does that creepy smile and you know, demon voice. What, what, what if it had happened opposite and the therapist got there first and the, and the demon was outside as the therapist and looks in and sees the therapist and goes, everybody look away for a second. Yeah. Let me become somebody else. Yeah. He shows up at the door. It's like, you know, well then who's the, and he just cuts back to her and she's 12 feet tall, lanky and still the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> then, so, so I guess one of my, my issues is, um, uh, it's kind of um, disqualifying, I guess, for a lot of horror movies. Is it like for supernatural stuff to get me? Like, it's got to be really good. I don't know why, but yeah. like, sp- like supernatural stuff, uh, it doesn't get me as much as like suspense thriller kind of stuff, like murder or agreed slasher agreed. kind of thing. I mean, even that gets a little cheesy and every now and then. So th- I just find myself like snapping out of like I'll be immersed and then I'm not. So one of the shots yeah. is during this is. You're talking about the therapist's face turns into the smile and she starts walking towards her and just steps up onto the couch and then down onto the couch and then kind of uh, past the camera down the stairwell or whatever. Mm -hmm. It started out. I was like, "Ooh, that's kind of creepy. And then I thought about her on set finishing the shot and just laughing like everybody on set being like. Yeah, and I, I I can't help myself but think of the shot of the film that I am seeing kind of thing and how everybody probably thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Huber, you, you yeah. mentioned and 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 Kellen, you did too, the lack of escalation. Um, and and I think that that was a, that was maybe my biggest point uh, for the first three quarters of the film was it felt like like Kellen said, it was like the it just pops up whenever just because it's spooky time now. But it, that that's kind of how it felt like there wasn't a, a solid escalation to it. Like it starts great it's it's the girl maybe for a second in the kitchen right and then it's maybe there's Mm -hmm. a phone call maybe there's whatever and then it should progress um to a point where you know it it becomes it's like crescendoing to whatever the final thing is but i almost feel like and i thought about this during that it would almost have been (laughs) Granted, this is where it becomes not a horror movie, and so I, it's where it like bucks against the genre that it is. But it would almost have been better if instead of it being like just a demon who takes other people's faces for some reason, is if it was like um, if it was doing that reality bending thing, but but our our main character was the menace. Right. So it's it's shifting reality so that our main character thinks she's behaving properly, mm-hmm. but in actuality, she's terrorizing the people around her. And and it fits better with the theme of like, I'm I'm traumatized and mm-hmm. the things that I do have negative effects on people because I can't cope with my trauma. Ooh, right. Yeah. And, and and then and then 
it's like, but, but, th- but that, but then we're not a horror movie anymore. Right. Because then uh, what, what we would have to be is we're seeing this film through our protagonist's eyes only to be unveiled at some point what has actually been happening. And then that's not scary. It's like a like, psychological Because we've been watching thriller. it not scary. Yeah. Right. So we've been watching the not scary version for an hour and a half only to have the scary version revealed at the end. Well, it's not a horror movie anymore. Mm-hmm. So it fits the theme better, but it, it betrays the genre. So this, this is where what I mean by like the conversation is great, but the genre is not quite the place for this conversation. Like it can't possibly uh, do justice to the conversation it's trying to have, but I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe somebody could write it in a way that it does, but you have to forego some of the, the, or subvert the genre in some way that is smart that I don't know of. So, yeah. yeah. How, how do you guys feel about horror movies that end on a like complete loss? Like uh, the, Mm. the protagonist like completely fails. Like Like this one. Every now and then, like, you know, I'm a I'm a bummer of a person every now and then. And like, <laughs> I'll, I'll I, you know, if something's too optimistic, it can I'll be like, wah, wah, wah. but like, I don't know. This yeah. one just felt like, cool, this is a small pit stop in the this spirits like domination of people or whatever. Um, yeah. Not to say that I'm a big fan of like cliff cliffhangers or like the the last shot tells you that like oh it's not over um but yeah. like he yeah. could have easily like he's standing there watching her about to like light herself on fire uh he could like they could have a really like shot of him like intensely closing his eyes and like flame lighting is like flickering on his face and screaming horror like terrible shit and then like him like coming out of the house kind of thing and getting in his car and like you think that he didn't witness it so it didn't have anywhere to go yeah but like is it really gone or so i i don't know i just thought like i was like they're not just she's not gonna just like burn herself and that's the end of the movie right oh it is Oh. Yeah. oh, okay. That's where I think the film has two endings and the second one is less satisfying than the first one. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I had, uh, there's gotta be, I think there's gotta be a better ending to this because I, I mean, I guess the point they're trying to make thematically is that there's no stopping trauma. I guess is the point like it it will get the better of you at some point. You will hurt the people you love at some point. It's it's a bummer view. Like that's I don't even think that's true. Like obviously you can break <laughs> generational psychological traumas and trials that yeah. uh you know like this happens every day. Um, yeah. not without work, not without, you know, uh hard like super hard work, but it, it it certainly happens. For God's sake, if anyone can break the cycle, it would be a therapist. Right. Like you, the message could be like, if nothing else, therapy can help <laughs> you. Like, you know, even if you don't have yeah. the tools like professionals yeah. do. For for I, I thought about that too, because like my initial reaction was I'm fine with the ending because, you know, it this is a very this is a supernatural entity, you know, and I'm I'm fine with supernatural entities winning a lot because Yeah. Just because you know how to beat them doesn't mean that you can, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I did bump on like the the messes because it's like, okay, cool. So trauma is bad. But like, you're right. It's not hopeful at all because you're telling people like, 
even though, you know, it's almost like saying like, even though you know how to get over trauma, it's like nobody ever has in this movie. Yeah. And the people who have um, only just maximize the hurt they have on others. And so it's like, okay, yeah. so to get rid of mental illness, I have to like intentionally inflict harm on other people. Like that's not yeah. even the right like metaphor. Right. Um, yeah. Correct. Yeah. And they, like th- for, for them to, to end it like that, I've thought was like, okay, so that's, that's to me, it was a little bit authentic to how hopeless it can feel, but there should have been yeah. some kind of like, okay, maybe it get got her, but you're right. Maybe it doesn't get him like, okay, this is yeah. sad because it's protagonist. We've gotten to know like many of our family members, like mental illness, you know, has, has she's succumbed to it. And that's, you know, but like, but it doesn't have to happen to everybody. Like, you know, th- th- this guy broke the cycle or whatever. I kept yeah. thinking something was going to happen with the boy. Like I thought the boy was going to be like, you know, cause he watches her like freak out in the car and he's like, yeah. Whoa, that lady's freaking out, you know, but like they didn't do that shot. And then the dude, they never explained why, what's his face who goes to the mental institution all the time. You know, the, the yeah. dude who was smiling, who wasn't taken over by the spirit or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a red herring. Cause it was like, yeah, he doesn't amount to anything. I, I don't mind well, a red herring, I, but, but I agree with you about the little boy. And I, I thought what was going to happen was the that Kyle Gallner's character was not going to be infected and mm-hmm. we're like oh it's a it's a happy ending yes she's dead but he's not infected he's defeated the monster mm-hmm. only to like cut to the little boy and the monsters behind him yeah. right like yeah it, it's still here it's just with somebody else yeah connor connor wh- who are you talking about in the mental ward was it was it the that patient that the, she dealt with at the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that was just the monster taking his likeness or whatever the yeah. way that it can right. what but pertaining to that guy the one thing that like really like you know i don't think this is a super intelligent case study on character so i i it's probably not worth diving into it but our protagonist that's all about taking care of uh um uh, you know she's a she's a, a psychologist a therapist or whatever mm-hmm. like her, when she finds out that you can kill somebody and pass it to somebody else she's like cool i'll just kill that one guy i'll just stab <laughs> him i'll just stab him right in the gut and pass yeah. it yeah. to him and you know and granted it was a con- concocted world by the 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 spirit but she actively murdered the thing and it only like revealed itself to be the spirit after she's been stabbing it. So I'm like, cool. Yeah. My protagonist went against everything she believed in to murder an innocent man. Yes. Um, to get rid of this thing. Maybe it's saying how horrible and traumatized she is or whatever. But I don't know. At that point, I was like, that poor guy. And then it was like, yeah. but I'm the monster. And I was like, oh, this isn't real. OK. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I th- I think that is the point. I think the point was look at look at how hopeless the situation is. Look how extreme she uh what what extreme duress she's under. Or and and then with the ending, like Hooper said, I think I think the point was, yeah, I mean, look, this is how hopeless it can feel. But there's a difference between depicting how hopeless it feels and depicting it as hopeless. Yeah. Like those are two different things. And I think the film does the latter, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I think, I, there, I, I think there's a better ending and, and it, again, it's not a horror movie ending, but the idea that she defeats the thing and the house burns down and she goes to stay at Kyle, Kyle Gallner's house and like, that's it. Like that, that's the end of the movie. 
Um, and it's, and, and you just say, like, you just have her say, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. And he's like, it's fine. You know, um, cause, because essentially another one of the themes is like, she has this fiance and, um, and he leaves her because he can't handle yeah. her in, in this state. Right. Yeah. It says a whole lot about him, but, yep. but, at, you know, the idea that freaking a train, <laughs> the idea that your partner is is suffering mentally, you know, from from some sort of mental health issue, and and you can't hack it, so you decide to leave. That's not a great look. Um, so, like moving on to this next guy, the old guy, um, her previous lover, um, like that to me makes for a, a more satisfying ending. If he's like, like I don't care. You know, yeah. we're, we'll get through it together. And, and that's what she's got that no one else had was somebody willing to put up with being hurt by her over and over if that's what it took just to help her get better. And like, that's, that's the ending you want to share is like that there's a person out there who will take you at your worst and help you through it. Like, that's the ending you want to yeah. end on. Dustin, what if, what if at the end of your scenario where he's, you know, she goes to his apartment and he's, you know, you think it's over and he's t- talking to her. What if we have like a, uh, uh, inception spinning top moment where he just starts to kind of like smirk a little bit, but in like a friendly way, yeah. Oh, yeah. hard yeah. cut to black. <laughs> you can't trust smiles anymore. Yeah. 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 She screams at him. Don't you dare smile at me ever. No, just like, yeah. like really quickly, like he's got a serious face and then he just kind of goes, like that, like a, like yeah. a nice smile, and then like yeah, whoosh, yeah. Cut to it, cut to it black. Subver- it subverts the title. The whole title is not the smile that everyone else has. It's the smile of a friendly face. It's a loving look from a dedicated partner. I would have gone a step further and been like, you know, I would have cut to like three months later or something, and they're like, they're like, you know, having an intimate moment, and we go to like those straight on single shots, you know, like those look at the lens shots. We've got and we've got like you know some emotions <laughs> happening, but like but you know but she like looks up and she smile you know genuine like she smiles yeah and he's kind of like yeah. smiles but like it's it's just a little too much and it cut to black yeah. then because then imagine like imagine that imagine being in yeah, the middle yeah, of yeah. that and then you see that smile like ah! yeah right yeah there you go I don't know mid coitus that's not a bad idea what what if it just cuts to like six months later and they're both like sitting on the living room sofa with the with the creepy smile and they're both creepy smiling and then they just start stabbing each other i think they they both they both uh they both have the creepy smile and then like they turn on like jersey jersey shore or something the, the moral of the story is that the two evil demons found each other and they are in love i can't believe you like to murder people too <laughs> i can't believe uh, you like smiling <laughs> I, I thought that was my thing <laughs> All right. Well, the movie did well. Um, I think one of them smile and one of them's frown, and it's like the it's like the drama. Oh yeah. yeah. There you go. Done. The but end. Then they, then they like. You know, oh my god! Know. That means if it did well, the sequel is going to be called Frown. Frown. It's all about how too much sadness is bad too. No, it's going to be the same pre- premise, but it's just people going like this. <laughs> and that means so they're going to kill you, just like. I'm so sad in my life. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would watch that purely just to see those shots. No, we all know the sequel yeah. is going to be called Smiles. 
stop it. Oh, like aliens. That's how these work. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's how they work. There's going to be a bunch of them running or around. smile harder. It's going to be space marines and just people smiling. Smile harder. <laughs> smile another day. <laughs> smile smile with a vengeance. Smiles are forever. <laughs> oh, that one's good. There you go. <laughs> oh my god, this 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 has legs, man. This could go forever. Yeah, so it made a lot of money. It made $216 million against a $17 million budget. So Jesus. Yeah, it yeah. Made, some, made some good money. It was a good bet oh by them. God. To put All this right. thing in theaters. They would never have made that much through Paramount Plus subscriptions. You said 200 what? 216 million. Against 17? Against 17. Yeah. So it did really well. So, I mean, I, it's, it's one okay. of those things where like, I, like the next time Parker Finn directs something, I'm I'm going like, okay, like he clearly knows how to like construct a, a horror movie and construct tension. There was just a little bit too much like, let's do dumb things. Like don't, you know, and, and so I'm hoping this is like the, okay, like, <clears throat> like the, the ground game of the movie was done really well. It was just like, yeah. Hey, you didn't escalate. And when you did escalate, it was like cheap escalation. So yeah. like, you know, here's, here's some things you can do with your story. And here's, I, I guess, I guess he's at a consultant meeting with us, Dustin, and like, yeah, and, and yeah. here's what you can do with your story. And then just like, trust, trust yourself a little more to not have to resort to Pavlovian tricks to get people to scream. Yeah. 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 You know, um, yeah. before we move on from the, well, this movie, but also the budget conversation. And I can't, I can't harp on this movie for it because the reason why I give it a two and a half is for, you know, it wasn't terrible, but also like it was competently made. Like my big issue with horror is that it's the very first genre people go to when they have a small ass budget and they can't Mm -hmm. do anything with it. Yeah. Um, it'll be like, we can shoot it in the woods. It'll be like few, like small cast, uh, dramas or whores. Yeah. Like horror, sorry, horrors, and so what that's why I think the genre is just so full of garbage is just because that's the first thing someone goes like we could we scrape together three million dollars. Yep. I guess we got to do a horror film. And it's just yep. like there's just so much and it's all so bad. And and then they just roll a dice to figure out what their boogeyman is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's and, a curse. Yeah. Ooh. And and on the other day, die, it's like where what's the locale? A house? Uh, the woods? Yep. Um, that's those are the only two things that ever happened. It's a house demon. It's never been done before. Oh my god! So yeah, I mean, I guess then probably there will be a sequel, right? Like with with a return like that. I hope not. Maybe I don't don't know. know. Well, that's 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 smile, everybody. Yay.